Hello, hello. My name is Kat. Thanks for listening. Listen, I have no real clue what I'm doing. All I know is that I have a passion for helping people reconnect with their wellness and leave toxic stress behind. I'm a living example of how awful and just completely shattering it can be to burn out and feel that overwhelm where you just don't know what to do, what next step step to take. And it sucks big time. It makes you feel sick, not just emotionally, but mentally and physically as well. And a lot of people, I realized I was living like that for a long time. And when I started to heal and get better, I realized a lot of people were living like that day in and day out. And that just doesn't seem like, you know, ideal, right? It doesn't seem ideal. And so I want to help. I want to help myself. I want to help my children be a better example for them so that hopefully they don't grow up and have to live through something like that. And I want to help people who resonate with what I do and what I say and with my experience. So if you're here listening, welcome, big hugs to you and just know I'm not perfect. I kind of probably will suck at this, but I'm here showing up and sharing. What I want to chat about today is a little bit about my story. I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but basically just share kind of where I came from and what landed me here today with this attitude and approach about surfacing our best self and breaking up with stress. So in 2017, I had been working as a birth doula for almost 10 years. For those of you that don't know what a birth doula does, that's okay. Um, It's basically an emotional, physical, mental, um, um, you know, support for a couple or a person that's having a baby and you're there during the pregnancy with them and you're definitely there during labor and then you're there with them for a while after they have the baby to provide support with feeding, uh, sleep, and just kind of like getting some meals and things ready. So I was doing that kind of work. I was also teaching prenatal classes and um, running a schedule of those around my schedule of attending births. And I was a really busy birth doula. I think I had about five clients a month. So that was basically my whole month booked with uh, babies. And it was amazing. I loved it, but I wasn't taking care of myself. So long story short, I also should have mentioned that I have kids of my own. Uh, You know, over the 10 years, I kept adding more. I have five, uh, sorry, I have four of my own kids and I have a surrogate baby that, um, so that was my fifth pregnancy. Anyways, I was not taking care of myself. I was not sleeping great. Uh, definitely I thought I was eating well, but I later came to find, find out I was eating foods that were triggering inflammation in my body. So that was wreaking havoc on my whole system. 
my whole body. And even though I thought I was eating healthy, it definitely wasn't for my, you know, unique body type and, uh, you know, digestive ability. I'll talk about that on a, probably on a different, um, chat because it's actually really interesting. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I'll have to remember to talk about that. It has to do with epigenetics, which is so cool. Anyway, sidebar over. Um, I wasn't sleeping great. Being on call basically meant that my phone was always on and I could get a call at any given time. Add to that the stress of planning childcare around the moments when I would have to, you know, basically go at the drop of a hat and be with a client. So that was a lot of underlying chronic stress. And as much as I loved being there with my clients, oh my gosh, I just, I can't even express in words how much I loved it. There's something so magical and surreal and being a witness in the moment when a baby is born and the parents are born, it's pretty friggin' special. So that's what kept me going. I just, I would get high from those moments and just feel a connection to source and it was super magical. So that was kind of like my reason for continuing to do that is just being able to support these families and be there for them and see the joy and magic and it just made it all worth it. However, as resilient as our physical body can be and as strong as um, we are meant to be, we can heal and we can keep going and going and going, but only to a certain point. So it got so bad for me that I wasn't, it got so bad because I wasn't taking the time to replenish. I wasn't booking time off. I wasn't relying on the support of my backup doulas as much as I should have been because I thought I can do it all. I, I'm, you know, I put pressure on myself to do it all and be perfect. And uh, I felt a big sense of responsibility to my clients. Of course, I wanted to be, um, make sure that I was there for them and be there for them. So anyways, all that came to a halt when in the summer of 2017, I started to get really sick. I thought I had the stomach flu. It started with like vomiting and TMI, diarrhea, and then it kind of never went away. I, it just kept getting worse and worse every week. And I started losing a lot of weight. I started having a lot more pain and inability to really like go anywhere without feeling like, oh my gosh, am I going to need to run to the bathroom to throw up or, or, you know, um, have an accident. Like it was just so, uh, stressful I never did have any of those moments, but like the stress was there because I just never knew when the pain was going to hit. So I went to the doctor. I actually got so bad one day that I actually drove myself to the emergency room. My family was camping um, that weekend and I had stayed home to rest and I just could not handle the pain anymore. And I was actually really worried that there was something really wrong because by this point it had been about five weeks and I had lost a lot of weight. I thought for sure I had colon cancer or something terrible like that. And so I went to the ER. Um, they didn't 
it wasn't a terribly long wait, thankfully, that day. I don't know why, but they, they weren't super busy. So I saw the doctor, and they did, you know, they asked me a whole bunch of questions. They poked around in my belly. I think they did some blood work, if I remember correctly, and took my blood pressure, all the, you know, usual things. And then the doctor came in and said, you're stressed. You need to go home and rest. And since this isn't keeping you up all night, you know, it's not something that's probably really bad. And I kind of looked at her and I remember thinking, uh, yeah, I'm stressed. I have not been feeling well for over a month. I'm losing so much weight. I can't really keep anything down. And I'm using the bathroom a ton. Something is definitely not right. Anyways, they sent me home and said, if it gets worse, come back. I kid you not, two nights later, I was up all night sitting on the toilet, shitting mucus and blood. Sorry, guys. I know that sounds disgusting, but like it was just the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And... I was shaking. I couldn't stop shaking. So I went back. I went back to the emergency room and I said, guess what? I'm back and I haven't been able to sleep. So they ordered a CT scan at this point and the results came back and they said, oh my gosh, your bowel is so inflamed. We definitely need to check on it. No shit, right? So that started the whole, um, you know, Pandora's box of getting tested. I had a bunch of stuff done. I'm not even going to go into all of it, but basically I did end up having a colonoscopy and my large intestine was completely ulcerated, like full of bloody ulcers. And the doctor said that based on the results of the pathology, like they did, um, biopsies to check the cells it showed that the inflammation was not just uh from like it wasn't acute basically it was long-term chronic inflammation which warranted a diagnosis of autoimmune condition so that autoimmune condition is called ulcerative colitis and it sucks Uh, my heart goes out to any of you dealing with autoimmune diseases of any kind they are so unpredictable and so painful and inconvenient, but they're also an opportunity for us to look at our life and look at how we can support our body and how we can help ourselves because it's our body basically attacking itself. So what can we do? You know, there's stuff that we can do to Uh, minimize it. I know there's no cure technically for autoimmune conditions, but there's definitely things that we can do to minimize the effects that they can have on our body and to encourage our body to go into remission. So hopefully we have less symptoms and we can, you know, feel um, the best that we can. And that's what I took this uh, challenge and this crisis Uh, that happened to me to that's the lesson that I took is obviously my body is giving me like the biggest red flag that I've ever had to experience to look at what I'm doing that is not helping me 
So after a really emotional cry and dump, I just went into action mode. I stayed in bed for, I don't even remember, like I, I just made myself rest probably for a good two weeks. I started looking at healing foods and things that I could, you know, do and take to help my body. And that led me down the road of learning about paleo, the paleo diet and paleo for autoimmune disease. So that's like a subset of the paleo diet. And I basically lived off of bone broth and water and maybe a few, you know, little foods here and there, but I didn't eat very much for a good two to three weeks because the more that I was learning, the more I realized like I needed to heal my gut and give it a really good reboot and a good reset. So I learned a lot. I learned probably way too much because I should also mention that I also have ADHD. So I hyperfocus. And at the time that this was happening, I didn't know I had ADHD. Um, it came later the diagnosis came later, but looking back, it makes sense that my brain was like, we need to learn everything. <laughs> and so I did, I went a little, probably a little overboard, but it's helped me in the long run to get to a point where I feel pretty good. And I've, um, I was able to go into remission and in conjunction with working with my, uh, specialist, I found a medication that was a good maintenance medication for me and I've been feeling great. But having said that, the biggest thing that I wanted to share is that it was the catalyst for me learning more about stress and how chronic stress or any kind of stress impacts our health physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in all the ways. Um, I have to admit that I was pretty ignorant about stress before that. I thought stress was what we felt and what happened when something crazy was happening in our lives and we just, you know, had the fight or flight or freeze response. That's what I thought stress was. Yeah, there is definitely way more to that. So as I started to learn about how our body functions and what stress actually is and what it does, I realized, whoa, this is huge. This is huge. So it opened the door to me learning about so many modalities that help us heal and that help us minimize, reduce, and sometimes even get rid of the stress in our life and how that will then have an impact on our health and wellness. The biggest thing that I found that's helped me tremendously in so many ways is meditation. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's harder than you think. It's harder than you think to establish a real meditation practice. That took me a while because my brain never wanted to meditate. And as a, I call myself a recovering perfectionist as well. 
Um, so as a recovering perfectionist, I thought that I had to do it perfectly. And so, you know, I had to have the, the pillow and the music and the salt lamp and the essential oils to get it right. No, no, no. <laughs> I learned that too, that you can meditate anywhere at any time in any situation. I literally meditate when I'm pumping gas. I, I meditate when I'm shopping at the grocery store. Uh, you can do it really anywhere. It's just a state of mind. It's a state of being. And you don't need any special anything to be able to meditate. You just need to understand how to do it and then just do it. Anyways, so meditation was the biggest thing that helped me. And it led to me discovering what I love and you'll, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me post a lot about this. I discovered flotation therapy and oh my goodness, it was a game changer for me. So for those of you that don't know, um, autoimmune disease can cause a lot of joint pain, even though it might not be a disease that affects your joints the inflammation in your body that's chronically there can lead to joint pain. So even though I had a gut-related autoimmune disease, I was hurting from head to toe. Even the little tiny knuckles in my pinky hurt. I would wake up in the mornings and be completely aching. It would take me five to 10 minutes to kind of even get out of bed and start moving because my body hurts so much. That's how bad it was. So as the inflammation started to go down, that started to improve, but there was always kind of like a low level presence of that pain. I could always tell it was there. And I thought, well, I guess this is my new normal. I guess this is what I have to learn to live with. Fast forward a few years and I can say that I don't have that pain anymore, thankfully. I'm at a point where I feel good when I wake up. I don't um, have to stop or, or not do certain activities because I think they'll hurt too much or because they hurt too much. And I just, I'm so grateful that I have my life back and, and my mobility and my joy to move back. It took a long time. But that's where I'm at. And I hope that if you're listening to this and you are feeling pain, I hope you can get there too. It is worth the self-exploration journey into what you're doing in your life and what you might be able to change and add into your life to help you feel better. It's definitely worth it. So flotation therapy helped me so much with that. The ability to float in Epsom salts in a warm environment and just let go of all tension and let the Epsom salts and the spinal decompression do its magic really was magic for me. It also gave me a deep awareness and a deep sense of self-love. That is huge, guys. Self-love is the key to unlock your uh, motivation and your drive to invest in yourself and invest in your health and wellness 
invest in you, just anything that, that makes you you and lights you up and brings you joy and makes you feel good and whole. If we don't give ourselves self-love, we really can't receive love either and we can't give it properly. There'll always be some kind of block. So when I started to realize that I didn't really love myself, that was the key that started to change everything as well. And floating helped me connect to that part of me that I wanted to love myself. I realized I deserved unconditional love. I was already worthy. I didn't have to be perfect or do something perfectly to gain my worth. Anyways, so much unlocked for me when I started having those shifts. And I started to be okay with, just as kind of like a silly example, there was certain things that I wanted to try, but I kept coming up with reasons not to do them. Like, oh, they're too expensive, you know, it's a lot of money or time commitment, blah, 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 excuses, excuses. But when I started connecting with that self-love, I realized I'm worth it. I'm worth the $80 of you know, this supplement because I know it's going to help me. I'm worth the investment in this course to learn more about you know, whatever it was that I was interested in learning. Um, it, it was just like this thing clicked in me and uh, made it so that things started to flow and become easier. And it also excitedly sparked uh, the idea for me to open a wellness center. Backtracking a bit, I always had in my five to 10 year plan, the idea of opening a wellness center. But in my plan, it was always based around pregnancy, parenthood, birth, uh, postpartum. So I thought that my center would have something to do with that. And the idea was percolating in my brain, like the very, very back of my brain. But when I got sick, it kind of just, everything got thrown out. So after uh, two years of me working on healing and learning about how to help myself heal, doing a whole bunch of changes to my life, my relationships, my work, how I was a mother, my motherhood approach changed dramatically as well. I realized, okay, I don't want to open a, a center based around pregnancy. I want to open a center based around wellness that then can have a trickle down effect of helping pregnant people. Um, but I needed like a hero product and I didn't quite have that yet. So when I discovered flotation therapy, that's when the puzzle pieces started to click. And that's where the idea of my center came from. And I dove right into it. I went to do an apprenticeship to learn all about opening, building, running a float center. And I met some really awesome people that I'm still friends with and connected with. And we still support um, each other. The community in the float industry is like nothing else I've ever encountered, full of amazing people. And I, yeah, I went for it. It was a huge risk, a very expensive 
endeavor project, but it has been so worth it. And we have been helping so many people. Now my high is seeing people come for their floats and leave with a completely different vibe and, and look, they glow. They literally glow when they come out. I just love it. And I love hearing people's stories about how it's helping them and how they feel the things they've been able to let go of, accomplish, ideas they've gotten from having an established float practice uh, because it helps your brain unlock creativity and spark creativity. And yeah, just people using it to feel good. It helps them with their pain, with their emotional health, with their mental health. Spiritually, we have a lot of clients that use it as part of the deepening and um expanding their spiritual practice oh my gosh I just I'm getting chills just talking about it I just I love what I do I love what we have and what we're building and if you've never tried a float I highly recommend you find a float center near you check them out make sure they're a a member of the float tank association because that is a body that helps uh, float centers maintain standards And it's just uh, a kind of a way to make sure that you're going to a place that is going to give you a good experience. Um, Anyways, I know I'm blabbing on about this, but basically that's where I'm at now. I'm still healing. I'm definitely not perfect in any way, shape or form. And I I will never claim to be. I'm still learning, but I'm not that broken shattered, burnt out, sad uh, woman that I was um, back in 2015 to 17. I am feeling so much better. There have definitely been curveballs thrown at me. Um, I had a huge uh, midlife awakening, if uh, that's the best way to put it, because midlife crisis sounds a little overdone and uh, when I turned 40 things really shifted and things kind of fell apart but they are rebuilding and I am rebuilding it was a really good thing to happen more on that on a different chance for sure because that's a whole other uh, topic but I feel so grounded and so in alignment right now that I'm, it was like a good checkpoint to go through that, to make sure it was like the, it was like the universe's way of saying, okay, you are starting to veer off and we just want to make sure if you're going to take this other path that you're 100% in alignment and being true to yourself. It's a, it's a choice you have to make. There's no right or wrong choice here, but it's a choice you're going to have to make that's going to have consequences and we just want to make sure you are aware that you're at this fork in the road. Um, So looking back on the last year, that's definitely what all this has been. And so having that check-in was huge and impactful and just helped me to see where I'm at and see the things I needed to keep doing and the things that I needed to let go of. Um, But yeah. So anyways, I love breaking up with stress. I think we need stress in our life. It's definitely got a role to motivate us, 
to help us in times of a challenge or when we're in trouble. Um, but chronic stress is toxic. So as soon as that challenge is over, as soon as that point of trouble is done, we should restore and return to homeostasis and let our body be at peace. We do not need this constant chronic stress going and going and going. So if we don't know how to turn that off switch, then we're going to have issues caused by stress. Learning how to use that switch and control the switch is huge. And that's what I'm here to help with. I've learned that myself the hard way. And I just will record these things as crappily as probably I will and share what I've learned. So basically that was just a little intro on my background, where I've come from, what I've been through. If anything resonates with you, um, awesome. If not, that's also awesome too. If you have any questions, shoot me a message. I'm always happy to help. And I will be back with another chat. I know I mentioned a couple things that I should probably chat about. So we'll see. And I, I also love recording stories with people who love floating just because it's still kind of like a new thing and a lot of people haven't tried it yet so I love to chat with people who have established a floating practice or who have done it a few times and just share why they started why they enjoy it what it does for them how it helps them and it's kind of nice to hear other people's stories so I will post a few of those too all right, well, I hope you have a lovely day and I hope you feel good. I hope you find, mom you find moments of peace and joy and just take a few moments in your day to breathe and connect with yourself. Bye. <laughs>